All right. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brian. Um, naturally, this is episode three of Invite the Neighbors. I am riding solo this time around. And, uh, you know, I figured I could wait. I could wait a week and, you know, not put out a podcast. But, I mean, I'm paying for the hosting, so I might as well put something out. And I figure I, I talk a lot. Um, anybody who knows me knows that i i can kind of ramble on for a long time um yeah and like so this is different because i mean literally there's nobody in the room with me which is really weird but i figure i listen to a lot of podcasts where it's literally just like one person just talking to themselves and they go on for like an hour and a half sometimes so yeah, I mean it's gonna be a little weird, and we're gonna do it together. And my, I'm at my mom's, all my grandma's, and my family are all in other rooms, and they're probably gonna be walking by, and wondering, you know, Brian's talking to himself. I know he's like recently got back into therapy. Like, is there, is there maybe a correlation between these two things? Like, is this part of his therapy to like, you know, like self healing? Like, what, what is he doing? Um. But yeah, it, none of that. I'm just, you know, trying to do a podcast um, for musicians. And, you know, it is what it is. We're here. I'm here. There's like six cats here. And hopefully at least one of them comes into the room um, and helps me out, gives me like something to talk about. But so I really wanted to, you know, I, I have a few notes of things I want to talk about. Um, I have no idea how long this is going to be, like how long I'm even able to talk to myself um, but I have some notes here. Like I want to talk about like how I started the podcast, why I started it, like what that process was like to, you know, knowing nothing about how to do a podcast other than like, I know that you got to record stuff and I know how to record a little bit. Um, but taking from, like from that knowledge, going from just like that starting spot and like, through the process of how I found everything out, like how I learned how to do it and like everything that goes into it. Um, and then I, you know, I'll talk about maybe my role in the music scene or like what experience I've had in the music scene, like in the DIY so far. Um, you know, I've, I've ran some house shows. Um, there's like some stories from that I could get into. Um, maybe like how I got into the music scene to begin with, like maybe my musical upbringing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I got a couple questions from, you know, followers of the podcast, AKA my sister, Jenny, and my friend, David, who I was just driving and he's supposed to comment a question at some point. Cause I told him to, cause I need questions. I need, st- I need stuff. I need content. Um, but yeah. So hopefully me rambling on for a while is something that you guys have always wanted to hear. And I will maybe if you stick it out um, till the end, I will, if I'm feeling frisky, I will play a song, Um, which I know Colin from Ship and Sail did that. And I was like, hey, dude, if you can do that, shouldn't I then? I mean, it's my own podcast. I can't get upstaged on my own podcast. So I'm probably going to have to, you know, record myself doing a song. Um, I I wrote a new one recently, so maybe I'll play that because I'm liking that song right now. Um, And whenever I write a new song, I have to play it as much as possible because there's a really good chance that 
I'll write something else and then I won't care about that other one as much anymore. Um, but okay, so I guess I'll start with like, you know, why did I want to do this podcast? What is the idea? Like, what was the idea? So basically, I was just really into podcasting. Um, you know, I actually listen to a lot of like comedians. Um, I really love comedy. So I listened to a lot of comedians and they would literally just sit there. It would just be like one person, like Chris D'Elia was one that I really like. And I, I love his podcast. Congratulations. Um, but it's literally just him, just stream of consciousness, just rambling and giving his opinions on anything and everything. And he'll talk for over an hour. And I was just amazed at how entertaining that was. Like, literally, there's like no no music or anything. It's just him talking. And so that just, somehow that got me into podcasting, was just being really interested in it because I just really loved seeing all the different personalities of people. So like I would, you know, I listened to his podcast, but then I started listening to other podcasts. And it was just cool to me that, you know, you really get like the unfiltered version of somebody. Whereas like if you if you hear like a, a radio interview or like a television interview or like if you read an interview with a magazine, a lot of times it feels kind of forced or it feels like scripted or, or filtered in a way. Whereas with podcasting, I just loved how it just feels like genuine. It feels like you're getting the real versions of people more than you would with with other things um hold on my computer okay had to make sure the computer didn't die on me um but yeah so i just thought it would be really cool and i just you know in in like lining that up with um music so around the same time i started really getting into podcasts was the same time i realized like hey if i want to be a musician i kind of have to like start playing music live and so i you know i had found a band um and we were we weren't even playing shows yet or anything but you know i found them and then i we slowly kind of made some connections more i'll get into that more but around that time when i was finding the podcast i was liking it i was getting into the music scene i thought hey you know there's not i mean i there's some music podcast there's like lead singer syndrome with uh the dude from silverstein I know there's noise creators um, where this guy just interviews different producers, but there didn't seem to be, or at least I don't, I wasn't aware of any podcasts where it was just kind of a DIY sort of thing, like like bands who, you know, maybe didn't have a record label or were on a DIY label or, you know, just there's a lot, there's a huge DIY music community, but I I just wasn't aware of any podcasts that, um, you know, catered to that sort of thing. And I just feel like, um, podcasting is, is pretty, pretty popular. I feel like a lot of people listen. So I thought, you know, here I can combine two things that I really enjoy. Like I really enjoy podcasts and I've, I've been passionate about music probably more than anything. Um, ever since I was seventh or eighth grade, when I started playing guitar, I've always wanted to be a musician. So, yeah, so I thought, hey, let me let me combine these two things, and you know, it's it was a pipe dream, but I thought maybe down the road I can just interview a bunch of bands, and every time I interview a new band, that that helps me because it's like now I've I've made a new connection, and every band I interview is like me building up my own network 
Um, so say, you know, the first band I interviewed was uh, Past Life from Philadelphia. I literally met those guys um, the same day I interviewed them. But, you know, we hit it off and, you know, those guys told me, uh, shout out to, uh, to Past Life, but they told me like, you know, like if you ever come to Philly, you know, we got you. So just let us know whenever you want to come out there. And, you know, I, I know that like when the time comes and I feel like going out to Philadelphia to try to play a show, like I'll be on a good show, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun. Like I have, you know, I have like buddies out there now. So I'm just trying to do that as much as possible. You know, um, I got Kevin Rice from Volleyball coming on soon. Volleyball's from Tennessee, Nashville. I mean, and that that kid is everywhere. Kevin is everywhere. I met him at Bledfest last year. Um, he just came up to my buddy Matt, who was just wearing a Jawbreaker shirt, and was like, "Hey, I like your shirt." And from there, Kevin just kind of was like, we kept seeing him all throughout Bledfest, and you know, we um, we just kept in touch through social media, and then. You know, like he was the one that introduced me to the DIY tour postings page. And that was what really kind of changed everything for me. Or like it really got me, it it opened up my mind uh, or my eyes or whatever the fuck metaphor you want. But like it just opened me up to this idea that like you don't have to be assigned to a label in order to kind of like. Invite the neighbors is experiencing some technical difficulties. Please stand by. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to switch rooms because there I was in the library and there was a lot of people walking by and I was just like, okay, I gotta get out of here. I gotta. So now I'm just in a spare bedroom. Um, DIY, man. We can do this shit wherever we want. It's awesome. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, I think I was talking about. Uh, so Kevin showed me the DIY tour postings page, and it was just it was just cool. It, that kind of just opened my eyes to the idea that like you don't you can do it yourself a la diy you know what i mean like you can you can um you don't need a label you don't need a booking agent i, d- I never realized that like all these bands were doing their tours like booking entire tours like on their own and, and like all these house venues that was it's like the underground railroad of like struggling bands basically like trying to get themselves to, i mean maybe that's like a bad example but uh or a bad metaphor um, but Hey, whatever. But it, it's just like this self-sustaining thing where, you know, if, if there, if the venues don't exist, um, or the labels don't exist or whatever have you, you know, people will throw their own shows or they'll book their own tours. And I was just like, damn dude, like, let me get on, on get in on some of that. Like, you know, like if, if I can't get discovered by, you know, a record label or something like that, maybe I can, maybe it seems more feasible for me to be able to just kind of do it myself. Um, so yeah, I started, you know, really looking into that more. And, um, so I just, I don't know, that just inspired me. So after that, um, I was just on that page all the time on Facebook. And if you guys don't know about that, it's DIY tour postings on Facebook. I strongly recommend anyone in a band joins that group because what it is is basically like anytime a band um is is booking a tour say they're coming to michigan so they'll say like hey this is our band we're going on tour and we'll be in like whatever city on whatever date and can anybody 
help us. Like, so people will ask like, okay, if I'm going to be in this city on this date, um, we need help finding a venue or we need other bands to play with us or, you know, anything you could imagine. And people, there are thousands of people in this group that are all like super supportive and, um, people will, you know, put each other up on shows and there'll be people saying like backed, like I know this band, like I play with these guys they are legit. And it's just like this huge, like self-sustaining, like ecosystem of all these different bands all across the country. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like, this is so cool. This would be such a cool thing to be a part of. So I, uh, I'm like, okay, so I got that in my back pocket. Um, so I, I talked to, the guys in my band and my drummer uh, at the time, Julian, like he had this house uh, where we practiced and we, as a band, we started talking about, wouldn't it be cool to have house shows? And we're like, yeah, that'd be sweet. And then Julian's like, well, we could just have them here. So we're like, oh no shit. And the thing was like, we were a new band. Like nobody knew who the hell we were. Um, and so it's hard, it's hard to get shows at first. Like if you don't, we don't know anybody in the scene. We don't really have any friends in bands. Um, but we had a place to play. Um, so we just really just started. I, I mean, I would just message bands out of the blue. Like I started paying attention a little bit to like, what were some of the local bands in the area? And I'll just start Facebook messaging them. Like, Hey, do you want to come play a house show? Like we would pick a date and and then we would like pick out some bands that we wanted to target and see if they'd be wanting to play with us and we would just say hey you know we're having a show this is our thing like we we gave it uh the house a name we called it atlantis because i don't know it's kind of nerdy but like our band was called great neptune after a spongebob reference and we thought like okay neptune atlantis you know it kind of makes sense um, and like a lot of, a lot of these house venues, they give themselves names like, uh, the late station and Ipsy, um, Greg and those guys do a great job. They have a lot of shows there. And, um, we just, I was just kind of really inspired by that model that they had, um, bringing in bands from all over the place. So, you know, we'd, we'd schedule a show and then if we needed bands, we can go on the DIY tour postings page and see we we found a, a number of bands that were like on tour like we played with like uh, i can't remember the specific dates but i can just list off some of the bands that uh we were able to bring in to atlantis um we had where's fernando from chicago um we've had uh jesus uh punch drunk tagalongs and mr moon from ohio um, we've had volleyball from Tennessee, um, and then as well as a, a lot of local bands play with Parkway in Columbia. We've had former critics, Complainer. Um, you know, I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting. We had Beanstalk, which is um, uh, this guy Riley, um, who plays in Liquid Thickness. It's like a funk jam band, and you know, we've just had a lot of cool people come through there, um, and we've had huge shows there. We had huge shows. And it was just, it was crazy. I mean, huge by like, you know, small standards, I guess. Like, I'm not talking about like the cops getting called or anything like that. Or like, you know, but there's definitely some fire codes getting broken. I guarantee you that. And there's definitely some legal gray area when it comes to having these house shows. But at the same time, like the first show I really ever played was you know, like the first real show I ever played was a house show in Julian's basement. And that the basement was packed 
And it w- it was one of the best feelings I've ever had was like getting done with that set and like walking through the crowd of people and actually feeling like, holy shit, this is what it's like to be a musician, you know? Like this is what it feels like to to, you know, just be that guy, to be that guy who just like poured it all out, you know, as cliche as it is. It it just it was so cool. Um and I'm rambling and I don't know where this is going, but you know what? We're good. But yeah, like from there, like I was just like after that first one, I was like, let's, you know, let's fucking keep doing this. So I mean I really appreciate Julian and all them for letting us have more shows and we had a few more. Um and they were always a really good time. And Oh, yes. Like, that's kind of like how we started making connections. Like, so that was my introduction into the music scene, basically, was playing house shows and like using that venue as like, maybe capital. Is that the right word? I don't know. But like, that was like my, um, my way of uh, that was like my bait, basically, like that was what I had to offer people. And from that, I was able to make friends. And that along with just realizing that, a lot of bands, like big or small, they just want to play. So you can really like if you're if you're like a new musician in the scene and you're trying to figure out like how can I get on some shows or like how can I meet friends? One, you can straight up message people. Just like figure out a band you want to play with and just send them a message on Facebook and try to be some somewhat professional about it, you know? Like be detailed. Don't just be like, Hey, I'm in this band and I want to play a show. Like don't, you know, don't make it, don't put it all on them. You know, like do some, do some legwork of your own. Like, you know, have, have some music online somehow, you know, have something that you can show these people to show that you're halfway legit. Like have a social media presence, have some music, like, and then have an idea of like when you want to play and like give people an idea of like what, what you're all about, you know, same with like hitting up a venue, you know, like don't just be like, Hey, I want to play, like give them an idea of what you're about. Give them an idea when you'd like to play things like that. And then, you know, offer, offer to help with whatever. I don't even know. It's just, just, the point is don't just be like looking for a handout basically, you know, do some work, try to make yourself seem professional. I mean, it's not that hard to just, I don't know, to to seem a little bit put together, I guess. Like, don't be an amateur. Like when it comes to uh writing emails or like writing messages. I mean, it's 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 kind of common sense, you know. Just imagine how you're coming off if you're just saying like, "Hey, let me I need to pl- I want to play a show, blah blah blah." It's like no one knows who the fuck you are. Then why would they why would they really care? you know but if you're coming across and you're giving them music to listen to and you're you know you know if you act like you kind of been there before even if you haven't it'll go a long way just have some confidence um and yeah so but yeah that's how i got into the the scene was just by just hitting people up putting yourself out there like just literally that's just go to shows go as many go to as many shows as you can and i suck at it man like that's i suck at socializing at at shows like i suck at being at shows that like um no one knows me and i i still do it sometimes but i don't do it nearly enough um that's actually one of the reasons i'm doing this podcast because it's really hard for me to um 
to go to shows and, and meet people the traditional way um, and just like network the traditional way. Because like if I'm not playing or if I don't know somebody playing, it's like I'll see shows that I know I should be at because they, they're relevant in the scene or whatever have you. But I suck at just being that guy who's lingering. I just feel like I'm lingering, you know. Um, so I, I think this is the podcast is this kind of a way for me to um, bring the networking to me rather than like putting myself out there in a traditional sense. But if you're, if you're sociable, if you're looking for like a social scene and and you're looking for friends and like, you also want to play music, dude, just go to shows, like go as much as you can and just talk to people and, you know, like let them know that you have a band too. And, um, you know, you'll you'll watch your 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 network grow from there, and opportunities will come from that. Um, Kevin Rice, you know, he gave me some advice, and well, we were just talking one day, like after a show at the Ball Pit in Ann Arbor, we went to Fleetwood, and we were just shooting the shit, and you know, like we just kind of got on this topic of like, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are when you're starting out; it it matters more like how many people care about you you know, like they're not really going to care about your music as much unless they care about you. And you'll notice maybe a lot of bands that, that get really popular. And I'm not saying that they aren't good, but I'm just saying that it's, it's not really so much of a meritocracy as it is, you know, how much, like how, how good of friends are you with people? Like if people, people a lot of times want to come and support you because they like who you are, not necessarily because they think, you know, you're the next radio head, but like, because they just think you're genuinely good people. And oftentimes like the lot, a lot of the bands I've seen around here are, are still good. You know, they're good and they are, they're good people. And those are the ones that I feel like, um, are really popular right now. Um, they're, they're good musicians, but they're also really friendly and they're really outgoing. Um, I'm not very outgoing, but you know, I'm, I'm really good in a, uh, I feel I'm good at having like intimate conversations. So I feel like this podcast was like a way for me to, um, help out the scene, um, help out other musicians and also kind of help out myself, you know? And, you know, I'm not even going to front like it, I straight up am doing this because I want to build my own network um, for my band. Um, and I guess I'll talk about that a little bit. So uh, my band is called uh, In a Daydream and In a Daydream started way back in high school with my buddy Brad um, on drums. Like we used to just like come home from school, like in high school. And like, we'd, we'd go to his house and smoke weed in the garage. And then we'd go downstairs and just write music and just play for hours. And we, we played music starting in eighth grade together. And we played all throughout high school, all throughout college. Like we were just writing together all the time. And it was so much fun. And like, we started actually writing songs, uh, around like age 16. And then we just, uh, we, we use the name in a daydream, which is like, I, I got that from, um, a circus survive song. I was just looking at lyrics one day, trying to think of like a band name, you know? And, uh, there's a circus survive song off of, uh, off of, um, on letting go that album. I can't remember what song it's one of the first couple songs, but, uh, I just came across the line in a daydream and I'm just like, Ooh, I really like that. And it's stuck with me. I, I just identify more with that name. Um, more than any other name that I've tried to come up with for bands, um, 
you know it, it's always stuck with me and i, I just like that that feel because i'm that's it really kind of describes my mentality a lot of times i'm like often just like kind of daydreaming about like other things like i'll be at work but really i'm just you know thinking imagining what it would be like to have my job be what i'm actually passionate about which is like the arts music comedy things like that so i just really like the name in a daydream but um you know i i sort of wanted to revamp that a little bit and um we we like brad and i didn't play as much for a while like he's got his new band the harmoniums with a couple of my really good friends and um I just feel like after my last band broke up, I just, you know, I had, I was maybe going to go by this name, Uppers and Downers, which I liked, but as much as I like that name, I just, I always felt like in a daydream was like what I needed to be making music under. I mean, it's corny, you know, this is like super cliche, like self-indulgent artist speak, but I just feel like it's very much, um, I, I relate with that more than anything else. And it's the only one that really, really feels right um, for me to be releasing music under without, without any doubt. Um, so yeah, I, I've been writing music again. Um, I'm really excited about a lot of it. Uh, I got a couple guys that are playing with me, uh, Noah on drums, and he's, he's a really cool dude. He's a really talented musician. Um, and Harrison, who we just met, uh, through Wit Feinberg and Wit Feinberg, you know, that's, that's a good cat right there. Wit's a good guy. Um, he's helped me a lot. Like he's introduced me to a lot of different guys in the scene. Like he's helped me record a demo for an old band. Like he's just a really, really nice guy. He plays in foul land, um, and bad television, both really good bands. Um, I highly recommend, you know, following Wit and checking out whatever he's doing. Cause he's just really talented and he's always seems to be around really talented musicians as well. Um, but yeah, so he introduced me to Noah and then he introduced Noah to Harrison. So now the three of us are kind of practicing together and, um, you know, we want to, we want to write music and I have a few songs that we're kind of working on right now. And then who knows what we'll do from there. I think, um, we'll, we'll kind of write together a little bit and we'll just, we'll go from there. But, um, yeah, so as far as like the inner daydream music at this point, like we just recorded, well, I just recorded, um, some guitars, um, over at wonder studios, uh, with Nick Diener. Um, you know, guy used to be the singer of the swellers. He's got a studio now out in Chesney, Michigan. And it, let me tell you, dude, that place is sick. Um, he's got this house. It's like out in the middle of the farmlands and you pull up and, you know, I got out of the car and there's Nick standing in the doorway, these two like golden retrievers and he's just chilling in his slippers and his sweatpants. And he's like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, this guy's living the fucking dream, man. And you go in there, he's got his little son, Everson, who's just constantly smiling. That kid is hilarious. And Nick couldn't be more humble. He couldn't be a nicer guy. Um, so we go down, you go down into his basement. It's still being worked on, but it's going to be sweet. It's this huge basement that they're working on finishing up. And he's got this awesome studio set up with like a control room with like so many different amps. He's got like an orange rocker verb, a Dr. Z Route 66, a Vox AC30. Um, he's got like this JCM something. I don't know, but it's just like this old Marshall head and he's got all these different guitars like 
you can get so many different sounds. And then he's got the live room with the drum set, um, two different cabs, like a ton of mics. Just we were able to get some really, really cool sounds out of it. And I'm really, really stoked. Um, we're doing it kind of backwards. Like I just did guitars and I did uh, basically just guitar. And I did some uh, on one song. I did like a toy glockenspiel thing which I don't even know what the fuck you call that thing, but it was, it, you know, if, if you go on my Instagram, um, at Porter Brian J or at in a daydream or yeah, one of those two, um, you'll be able to see that, that cool little thing. Um, but yeah, it, it was so much fun, but yeah, so we did guitars and, and like some different stuff. Like I did some synth, um, but since my, uh, my last band broke up, you know, I don't really have drums to any of these songs, but I had already had time scheduled, so I kind of had to go in and do something. So now that I've tracked down some um, some guitars, um, I'm going to go back with my band and we'll we'll write some drums to it. We'll get some bass guitar going, and then I think I'm going to go back in July and um, try to flesh out those songs a little bit more. Get, get the drums in there, get some bass, and then do vocals over it. And then from there, I think we'll have like a solid three, four song uh ep to start out with and then we'll start trying to hit the shows real hard i mean i have a few shows lined up in june um you know i'm playing the blind pig on june 6th i believe i'm playing the late station june 15th and then we're playing club above uh, i think the 29th and you know i'm trying to get more shows always but yeah, so I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, and it's it's exciting, but it's also kind of intimidating because I don't really, I don't know what it's going to sound like. I just sometimes I feel like I put a lot of responsibility on my own shoulders because um, I put myself out there and I say I have a band, and then I put a lot of pressure on myself to like actually, you know, produce music. Like I, I'm terrified of the thought of like putting myself out there and then never having anything to show for it. You know, like Caldwell, my buddy, uh, he, you know, he put it really well to me. He's like, you don't want to be the boy who cried wolf, you know, and trust me, I, I get it, dude. And, uh, I, I really, I'm well, one, I'm not going to be like, I think people probably had their doubts when I said I was going to start this podcast because I mean, naturally, because I understand because I, I, I had a couple bands that, that flopped. You know, there's like all these, I got so excited and I, I said like, yep, I'm going to be recording this EP, blah, blah, blah. And then the band folds and then I started another band, you know, more, more hype, you know, more like, oh, okay, we're doing this, this and this. And then the band flops. And so I had some bad luck there for a little while. And a lot of it was just like me learning how to deal with people, but then also it was learning how to um, figure out which people were right for me. You know, sometimes, you know, you have in order to, it's so hard to find a band that, that works because so many people have their own agendas. So many people have their own stuff going on in their life. Um, you know, it's just really hard to even get three people where, everybody's schedule can line up or any everybody's agenda can line up and you want to play the same type of music. It's, it's really hard. Um, and I'm, I'm like a really type a person when it comes to songwriting, you know, like I have a very distinct, uh, way of doing things. And it's like, I, I've gotten better at compromising over the years, or like, especially over the last year. 
Um, but I still don't want to compromise so much because I'm, I play music for my own personal enjoyment. And if I'm not enjoying what I'm playing due to some compromise, then why the hell am I doing it? So it's been a struggle, but I, I feel like I'm starting to, I'm meshing with the guys that I'm playing with. Like Noah and I, um, play well together and I, you know, like I, I respect his, his point of view as a musician, um, because he's very good and he likes the music I write and I like what he brings to the table too. And so I'm, you know, I'm hopeful about that. And Harrison is a really good guitar player and he plays bass too. So I think he's just going to be playing bass for now. Um, and then maybe we'll bring in Caldwell, you know, if I, Caldwell can play guitar here and there. Um, but you know, it's just, it's really, really hard to have like a, a full on set band. Um, but yeah, so overall it's exciting, but it's just been really difficult for me. But yeah, back to the podcast. I just feel like people had their doubts, um, that this would actually go anywhere. And I'm not saying it has gone anywhere, but just the fact that I'm even doing this, that I'm actually putting episodes out and it's on iTunes, it's on Google play, like it's on these places. Like this is a level of follow through that I needed to, I needed to prove to myself that I had, I guess, like I needed, I needed to be able, I needed to do this for myself to show myself that like, yeah, if you actually follow through and like you work hard at something like Clee fucking Shay, but you know, it, it, it feels good, you know, and I'm doing it and I have, you know, five, six bands scheduled and like, I'm, I'm looking at scheduling bands out into July you know, and I have episodes that are going to be coming out through mid June. So I'm trying to push bands out in the late June into July, you know, like, so this is, you know, it's rolling and it's almost on autopilot, but I guess more about the podcast, like it was difficult at first. Um, anybody interested in getting into a podcast, this is where you want to pay attention. So I thought that all you really did was record, um, you know, record some yourself talking and then you upload it somewhere and then you're good to go. Uh, that is not really the case. So in order to do a podcast, you have to have what's called a hosting site and they host your RSS feed, which is another thing that like, what the fuck is an RSS feed? Um, but basically you step by step, you record the audio and then you have to upload the audio. Well, then you have to get it to the proper like loudness standards, which is a whole other thing. You know, it's another thing to complicate it. So like you record it, you edit it, you get rid of all the noises, you as much as much as you can. Um, and then you have to have like this, it's this loudness standard. I don't even remember what it's what the actual acronym is for it, but it's like negative 16 decibels or something is like the the national like broadcasting like podcasting standard so i have to run every episode through this um this filter or whatever like this post production software that costs money you know so like every month i'm paying $10 a month which isn't which isn't much but like it's still i'm still paying for for to put this out so i run it through this post production software that like puts it to the proper loudness levels and then I have to, you have to actually host your audio somewhere online. It's not like you can just have this on your computer because you don't upload the episode straight to iTunes. You upload, 
your audio, your episodes to a website. And that's your host website. And so I'm like, okay, didn't know that. So I had to create a website. And so I went through this website called Blueberry. Um, and so that allowed, that hosts your actual audio files. And guess what? That's not free. <laughs> and so uh, podcast episodes are sometimes like well over an hour. And so those are big files. And so I'm paying, you know, like 20, 30 bucks a month to host the episodes, like to host the audio files online and, you know, to, and also to have my website. And then I had to design the website. I have to go through like WordPress um, and design a website, like, which I didn't know how to do. Um, I mean, I'm not using, I'm not writing code or anything like that, but it's still complicated. Like I still have to go in and like format things and I have to like, you know, match up all the colors and just like, there's a lot that goes into it. Like it's, it's, it's really tedious and it's really time consuming. And it's honestly something that I didn't envision when I first said, Hey, I'm going to do a podcast, but you know, I did it and it's there now, but it was, it was quite the process of figuring out how to do all that. Um, but now, um, I'm, I'm at the point where I've, I've got all that done and now it's just kind of like autopilot. I'm just, I, I got bands coming in. I got my system now. I just record them. Like I, it's step by step. It's like, boom. So yeah, but there's just a lot more that goes into this than simply just recording a band and then putting it up. There's a lot, it's just a lot. It's a lot. So that's why I say like to anybody who listens to this podcast, I really beg that you guys promote it and please, please, please subscribe and rate and review because the more you do that, the more, um, I mean, say if, say if you like, if you subscribe that like that sends my numbers up, you know, like over time I want to keep growing these numbers so that like, um, so like the, the more popular I appear, the, or the more listeners I have, the more subscribers I have, like the more likely other people are to look at this and, and think it's more legit. And the more legit this becomes, you know, when I bring in, say I bring in a band, say a year down the road, if I have uh, a decent number of subscribers and listeners, I can actually do bands more of a favor. Like it, it actually helps them more. Like if people are listening to this, then when I bring on a band and they want to promote an album or something, people are actually hearing about it because right now it's like, you know, bands might come on and promote an album. And you know, the only people who are hearing it are maybe people who already know about it, but what, I mean, which is still cool because a band can still come in and talk about an album and their friends. It's, it's weird even calling them fans because everybody seems to know each other. But, you know, your fans, your friends, they, they, I want to give bands an opportunity to, to talk in depth about their music. Like in depth, like what went into the music? Like what what's the stuff going on behind the scenes? Like how did you write these songs? What was the inspiration? And I think that's something that I wanted to hear more of. Um, that I, I don't I don't see a lot of that on social media from bands. Like and I just want more of that because I'm such a fucking nerd about all that stuff. I love talking about it. Uh, especially with my own music. So I I want to be able to to give bands that opportunity and but I also want more people to hear it um so that one bands are more likely to come on there you know they, there's more of um 
you know, there's more incentive, I guess, to come on because they feel like people are actually going to hear it. Um, it also helps me keep this going, you know, maybe who knows down the road, if enough people are listening, I can, you know, maybe someone wants to advertise on here. And then if I can sell even one advertisement, maybe that pays for my hosting. And if I don't have to pay as much to host, then maybe I can afford to do more episodes because the more episodes you try to host, the more you have to pay. Um, so yeah, but so yeah, I feel like that's a lot. I've been talking a while. Um, I'm sure I forgot what I wanted to say at a number of times, a number of points, but I did want to get into a couple questions or maybe just one. I don't know, but I know I had my sister <laughs> left me a question. Thank you, Jenny. I love you. Um, so let me just go find it real quick. Bear with me. Yeah, I posted earlier and I will always do this, by the way, like follow the Instagram at invite the neighbors. Um, if I'm having a band on, I will, um, I'll post a few days before that band comes on and to see if anybody has any questions because I want, you know, I want listeners to feel like they have some level of, uh, involvement with, uh, with the podcast, which is, which is cool. You know, I feel like that makes people more likely to listen. Like I had Doug Love from former critics. Um, he, he asked like five questions of, uh, for Colin from ship and sale. And, you know, I feel like that maybe made Doug want to listen. And I mean, I'm not that you wouldn't have anyways, Doug, but you know what I'm saying? But okay. So this question is from my sister, Jenny. She said, What's your favorite part of the process, um, writing the lyrics, making the music, editing, et cetera? And so I guess she's talking about like my songwriting. So like, what's my favorite part? Um, well, so the process for me usually starts with, I'll just be jamming and then an idea comes and a light, I'll have a light bulb moment. We're like, Ooh, yeah, that's, I want to write that. Um, and I think that might be one of the most exciting, one of the best parts when I, when I realize like, Ooh, that's good. Like, let me write around that. Um, so that's really fun. That's like a really exciting moment, but I think the best part is once the lyrics, when I get done with the lyrics, because it'll go, usually the music will be first and that'll be pretty much done. And then I'll develop a, a vocal melody and then I'll kind of hum it along to the guitar. I'll hum it along to like a like a phone recording of the song or something. And then I will I'll write lyrics that fit in with that melody. And I think the best part um, is one of the, like the first time I can actually sing the lyrics while I'm playing the song like with the band. Um, the few times that I've had that happen when I was with a band. And like I, the first time I really sang the song with the whole band and finally got to hear, um, hear it for myself, what, like how it sounded in my head. Like, you know, when you're writing a song, you imagine how, oh man, this is going to sound so cool. I can't wait to hear what this sounds like. The first couple times when you actually get it, um, that is probably the best feeling, um, as far as songwriting. Uh, that that feels great, and then also like recording music. Like the first the first time you hear like that finished song, it is such a good feeling. It's so exciting. 
Um, and then on the opposite end of that, there's so much work that goes into it that is, is not fun. Like you, you write the song and that's exciting, but like then comes the work when you just like, you know, the, the painstaking editing process and just the, the tediousness of like recording the same part over and over and over trying to get it perfect. And you, you play the song so much that it gets to the point where it's like, it's not even, (laughs) you're not even that stoked about it anymore. And then you kind of have to take a step back from it. But then when you get finished and you finally get to hear, you know, the finished product and it's just like, it's when it's everything that you wanted it to be, it's just a really fucking great feeling. Um, so thank you, Jen, for the question. Um, I don't think I have any more. Um, let me, uh, just check on my, uh, Facebook real quick. Oh, okay. Doug Love, will In a Daydream ever be a full band project? Oh, we got Jay Katu. All right, we got some questions. What's up, boys? All right, so will In a Daydream ever be a full band project? Um, so yeah, I really that's that's what I'm trying to do, man. That's what I want to do with uh, with Noah and Harrison. Um, I also talked to Brad, like my old drummer, and I talked to him about writing some stuff too. Um, but as far as like a full band thing, I yeah, like the music that I've been writing, um, I I want to turn that into a full band like uh noah's been playing i think he's gonna play drums with us and we we're gonna start practicing every week over at harrison's like once or twice a week we're gonna be practicing these songs and trying to write new stuff and um my hope is to start having like a full band playing these songs uh starting in june hopefully um so yeah i mean that's that would be the dream like i I would also like to be able to do in a daydream and have a full band when it's available. But if I say, if I want to go on tour and not everybody is available, um, I want to be able to kind of do it myself too. Um, I mean, it's a lot of work, but I would like to be able to work the songs out to where I can do solo versions of them, but also have a full band to play. You know, a lot of these bands around here do that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of bands do that. Like, you know, you'll see solo performances and then you see full band performances. So that's kind of like what I envision for in a daydream that that would be like my goal to be able to do both because I just don't want to be limited by, I don't want to need a band necessarily to play a show, but I would prefer to have one. So hopefully that answers that. Um, and then Jay, what got you into podcasting? I feel like I kind of answered that. Um, you know, I, you know, I do, I just loved podcasting. I love comedy podcasts and I just, I listen to podcasts all day, every day. And I just love how unfiltered it is. And I love how free it is and how there's, you know, it, it's just, it's really, really fun. Um, and then he says, what kind of role do you feel podcasting plays in the music world currently? Um, so I see, I, I don't think, I think it could play a much bigger role. You know, I think this is like, this is something that I feel like I wish more bands would do. I wish it was a bigger thing because, you know, you listen to like lead singer syndrome um, and it's really, really cool to hear these singers and like these band members talking about their experiences, like, like uncensored, just talking like musician to musician about what it's like to be a musician. And I love hearing that. You know, it's, it's really, really cool for me, but I just feel like I don't hear a lot. And maybe, you know, if, if somebody hears this and you're like, Hey, there's, there's more podcasts, like, please send them my way because I don't, I don't want this to be like a, an untapped market. Like I want to hear about more podcasts and I would love to hear about more people doing what I'm doing, but I just feel like 
as far as like what role could it play, especially in the DIY local hyper regional music scene, like Jay asked. Um, I feel like this could be a way for um, people to get to know the artists because um, as I kind of talked about earlier, people are more likely to listen to your music if they care about you personally. So I feel like this is a way for people to get to know uh, the bands on a more intimate level. So I feel like maybe this could help um, promote the personalities behind the music and maybe make people want to listen to the music more. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like this could be as big as we, as we want to make it, you know, like as, as if the more people who listen, um, you know, the, the more we can kind of build up this scene and we can, um, just have it be more of like a, I don't know, more of like an intimate thing where it's like, you're not just seeing a band post about a show on social media and some like surface post about like, Hey, I have this blah, blah, blah coming out. You can actually hear like what went into those projects and like what is going into the, the day to day, um, I guess like the day-to-day operations of a band or like just who they are as people, like what they're like, what is their personality? Like what are their jobs? Like what do they do when they're not playing in a band? You know, like I work for child protective services, you know, like I have a crazy job and it, it, it's so unbelievably difficult to do um, that job. And then also focus on trying to be an artist and be a podcaster. Like I've spread myself thin for sure, but I'm passionate about these things. You know, I'm talking I've been talking for God knows how long to myself because I, I love this stuff. Like I'm, I'm just super passionate about it. Um, number three, he asked another question. What are some Michigan bands you are excited about right now? Um, well, honestly, I'm pretty excited about, uh, they're kind of hardcore, but I really like Nick Diener's new band wounded touch. Um, they, they fucking thrash. Like they are good, man. Like if you're into that sort of thing, they are really good. Um, I really enjoy listening to them, honestly. Um, I really, really like what Land is doing right now. Um, I think they have a really interesting sound. Um, I, I think Wit is a great guy. And uh, Evan too, the other guitar player, he's very talented. And I, I've watched them rehearse a couple times. And well, no, I just watched them rehearse once just uh evan and wit together and it was just really cool i really liked seeing that um and i I just think they have a really unique sound that i don't hear a lot of bands like sort of emulating that and honestly jay like i really like no fun club dude um i really thought i thought you had a great guitar tone um i really really i thought you had a really good like scratchy vocal um so I'm really interested to see what you guys do, especially now that uh, Colin is jumping on in that band. So yeah, I'm just, honestly, I, I really like what you guys are doing too. Um, and then lastly, what do you think about Lil Wayne and Blink-182 touring together? I think, you know, I guess, what the fuck? Sure, <laughs> you know, like Lil Wayne and Blink-182, like talk about a fucking cash grab, dude. Like, who is Blink One Eighty Two? Are they even Blink One Eighty Two anymore? Like they're, they're like Alkaline One Eighty Two. Like Tom DeLonge is like searching for aliens. Like I I don't get that at all. Like they're not Blink One Eighty Two anymore, as far as I'm concerned. You know, they died with the the Joe Rogan podcast with Tom DeLonge when he fully came out of the closet as a crazy person. Um, if he hadn't already. 
but Blink-182 is just, I mean, they're cool, but if they play like all the small things and Tom DeLonge isn't singing it, it just feels dirty to me. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. And Lil Wayne, like, what? Like, what is, what is he doing? Where, where did he go? Like, where did Lil Wayne go, dude? Like he, and then he just came back. I, I don't know, man. I, I have a lot of questions. I have more questions than answers when it comes to that tour, but I saw it. I saw it posted and I was like, no way in hell am I going to that? And I bet you it's going to be like at least a hundred dollars a ticket, like minimum. And I mean, God bless you if, if you want to go to that, or I'm sure there'll be people going to that, like ironically, but I don't have enough cash to ironically spend over a hundred dollars on a ticket. And I think from a sociological standpoint, it'd be really interesting to watch that show because I think it would be a complete utter train wreck. But as far as like going and like actually enjoying it, I'm not capable of doing that just because I'm picky. And yeah, I just think that's kind of crazy that, that those two are touring together. I'm just like, okay, dude. I mean, I've played mixed bills before. Like when I was in band, great Neptune, like we were like an indie sort of like, I don't even know. Like we had like some like synth stuff going on. We were like trying to be like Radiohead, but we had like some dancey sort of stuff too. And then, but we played like a jam band fest in the middle of a field where a bunch of people doing mushrooms and stuff, like nothing but jam bands and then us. So I played mixed bills, but Blink-182 and Lil Wayne on the same night, kind of, I don't know, not my thing. Tweets the room, but okay, well, you know, I'm done. I, this is more than I've ever talked, um, to myself ever. So, I mean, it feels good, I guess. I, I didn't think that I was going to be able to do a podcast by myself at all. Um, but it's, it's over now and I'm really looking forward to, um, going to see what's in my grandma's fridge. And, you know, as always, I just want to ask you guys to like, you know, subscribe to the podcast. I'm on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, um, Pocket Cast. I'm still dealing with some fucking bullshit from Spotify. But, you know, wherever you do listen to the podcast, please subscribe, you know, rate it, um, review it. I don't care. Just say you, you say you hate it, but give it five stars. You know, I don't care what you say on the review, but if you review it, that shows that I had reviews and then people are more likely to see it. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, and, you know, look forward to putting out more and more episodes. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Oh, yeah, and I have to play you guys a song. I forgot. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play you guys the most recent song I wrote uh, just on the acoustic guitar here. Um, it's called Overspender. Flip.
this phone No half-hearted plans to postpone Yeah, I planned it that way I planned it that way Nothing left in my tank To care what anyone could think No more running away Much better that way no flutters in my chest No shackled damsel to distress No more driving away No more having to say Take my hand and give it back I'll trade you for a paper bag Breathing fast, thinking back On everything I should and should not have said Or why don't you go inside no, don't worry, I'll be fine The sun is bright, I just need five Minutes to convince myself that I'm not dying Unknown oh, oh, oh. I think this is Thank you guys. Subscribe. <laughs>